All right. This episode of Fight Stories is brought to you by Absolute Nature CBD, bringing you the finest in all organic CBD oil and CBD oil products, including creams and rubs and salves. Check out AbsoluteNatureCBD.com. Type in the code Goon Squad, and you're going to get yourself the sweetest discount that any podcast has to offer. 40% off for the Fight Stories family. And then uh, our other sponsor, uh, we want to thank um, Uncle Ronnie's Tea Bag. All of the Fight Stories merch, including the Trevor Gillies Punches and Vitamin shirts, are available at Uncle Ronnie's Tea Bag, but they do have other merchandise, uh, much like the shirt that I'm wearing right here. You can, uh, you can get that bad boy <laughs> on, uh, on Uncle Ronnie's. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, big. Big shout out to all the sponsors, or both of the sponsors. Yeah, yeah, they they keep us in business, and you uh, you guys keep them in business, so it's good. Yeah, it's good all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good way to support <laughs> if you don't really want to support. <laughs> yeah, you could just give us money, but uh, yeah, you might as well get something. Yeah, <laughs> if you want a little token. Right on. Love to the sponsors. We got a good one. We got a good one coming up. I mean, listen, it's the 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 holiday of all fights. That's right. It's coming up. Right. This is this is this is the Christmas of all fights. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. How many times has someone got the shit beat out of them? <laughs> well, well, me, well, me twice, which has been well discussed on this podcast. <laughs> You're not even Irish, and I know, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> you look like it. You look the part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it, it has been. In case there's anybody who has just tuned in for season three and has missed seasons one and two, um, I have had both my nose and my jaw broken on separate St. Patrick's days. <laughs> <laughs> And the, um, I'll, I'll rehash the stories real quick. I was at the, the Alpine in Toronto drinking dollar drafts. I drank 127 bucks worth of dollar drafts. I mean, I was buying rounds for the table too. Uh, and then I, the last thing I remember is I took somebody's little Irish, like, you know, those little, you know, like the merch, you know what I mean? Like the little plastic St. Patrick's Day Irish mm -hmm. hat. So I had that on and I was walking up to guys in the bar, slapping them in the ass. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm laid out. In fact, I don't even, I don't even remember being laid out. I just woke up the next day and I couldn't open my mouth. And then the phone calls started coming in and somebody said I got knocked out. And, uh, and then the guy that knocked me out got hit in the back of the head with a bat. <laughs> a good old, I mean, good old East yeah. End jamboree. <laughs> sounds like it went according to plan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey listen as long as the team won <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you take that as a team victory <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah and then and, and then you know i was i went to go get breakfast with my buddy so hung over and i started to puke and i couldn't puke because my mouth was like i couldn't open my jaw so i had to pry my mouth open so i could <sighs> fucking vomit right that's so painful and it's yeah. so scary that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. terrifying when you feel like you're gonna yeah, like, vomit 
funny. You're, you're, you're puking. You can't open your mouth. And like in the moment, it's all happening in a matter of like a second, right? You're just like trying to pry your mouth open and you're in oh. it's excruciating pain, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. That's one of the most painful uh, cautionary tales of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I hear about people getting like knocked out and hit their head on the curb and die. I'd be more afraid of the situation you were just in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't drink, you know? That's just yeah. That is just one of the many chapters in the in the book of why John Moses doesn't drink. Was there? Oh, oh yeah, there there is a story that is like the final nail in your drinking coffin. That's uh, that's for another episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that fight was the one. <laughs> no, God, no. I drank. I think I got. I think I got knocked out. The second knockout on St. Patrick's Day happened after that. <laughs> or a bouncer headbutt. I mean, this time I got drunk and I was slapping chicks in the ass, so I might have deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a pre-two. <laughs> a pre-two. Before the B2 movement, this is what idiots did, and uh, this is how it got solved. Uh, a bouncer yeah. headbutted you in the nose. <laughs> and, exactly, and I woke up in a hotel room covered in my own dried blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So happy St. Patrick's Day uh, yeah. to all the boys who are going out there and ignoring social distancing and getting right up close and slamming somebody else in the face. It's gonna get it's gonna get silly this year for sure because yeah. things are opening up, right? Things are starting to open up, and yeah. uh, and people have had enough of shit. <laughs> I think yeah. like last year it happened. You know, St. Patrick's Day was probably way more toned down because it was early pandemic, right? And people were you know for the most part trying to be good about it because they thought you know it's not going to last this long and uh right i mean i can only imagine some oh of, yeah and you know the, types, the super spreaders the types of people cool. that are going to be out are really going to be the assholes anyway right yeah like, they start the day, they're starting the day off with like i don't give a fuck i'm going out that <laughs> 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 these guys are bringing Oh yeah, oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of chin checkers this year. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about you? You, you, are you? What are you? What are you doing for St. Patrick's Day? Do you do you celebrate? Do you just go get uh, drunk? Yeah. Just another day? Yeah, just not, you know what? I drink like every day for so long that right. like it, it doesn't matter to me. I feel like it's you know a lot of pretend, a lot of pretenders are out on St. Patrick's Day. Right. It's for the children. It's fun to have some, it's fun to have some drinks and, and, you know, have a good time with the boys. But uh, you see, yeah, there's just a bunch of yo-yos out. I'm, I'm too old for it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Also, I, have, I mean, I haven't, I haven't drank for like over a month now. Like I've been good. Oh, wow. I, like I still haven't, I still, still haven't going broke. on that, huh? Yeah. I still, still haven't broke yet. Ooh. It'll happen, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm expecting. Yeah, but it hasn't yet, so we'll see. We'll see, but it won't be because of St. Patrick's Day, that's for sure. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, good, good time, good time. It'll, if it'll be, it'll be for Lent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, it doesn't doesn't really uh, affect me too much. What about do you see any brawls on St. Patrick's Day, even though you haven't been participating in? Um. I don't think like none that I can think of off the top of my head. I remember one night uh, I didn't see it, but we were there. It was my buddy Craig Van Castren, and uh, yeah. we go down to his hometown in Lucan, Ontario, and it's the home of the Black Donnellys, 
which is a legendary uh, family in Canadian crime lore. They yeah. terrorized this town and like the and brawlers, like, right? Yeah, brawlers, and it, it was like late 1800s type thing, and they're like horse thieves, and they steal people's you know horses and kill like kill all their cattle. They like nail their you know the the horses tongues to the fucking barn and burn it down and this family this family the like the whole town turned on them and like murdered the entire family and like like burned them all to death it's a crazy story and it used to be in the canadian history books wow and it's out of the canadian history books i guess it's like a a dark chapter or something (laughs) it's pretty fucking it's a wild story (laughs) you need the director's cut of the canadian history books if you want to learn about the black donleys yeah well there's there's some really good books out there about it and uh it's it's totally worth checking out um the story there was a there was a show like loosely based on the name but it's got nothing to do with the real black donnelly's the canadian the american they did like an american irish kind of uh i think it might have been a boston type thing sure Um, i think it was on nbc anyway it was a good show but it's got nothing to do with the real black donnelly story and i think that there's been a couple people try to take a stab at making a movie of it i haven't seen anything uh, I haven't I haven't seen the movie that they did make about it to comment on it, but it is a crazy yeah. story. I know you've been scratching to do an episode in uh, Lucan. Lucan's great, man. It's a small town, but everyone's like, it seems like everyone there is tough. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have this like wicked St. Patrick's Day party every year at the their at their at their arena. Uh, they have like uh, I guess like a community center in the arena, and they'd always have the proclaimers like cover band playing and the proclaimers are fucking scottish which yeah. is the funniest thing ever yeah the least yeah. tough fucking music to get to yeah. that i would yeah. walk five five thousand like miles or whatever it is yeah it's a whole irish thing and it's just it's a scottish band that they're all yeah. cheering on and it's not actually them it's just a cover but the cover band yeah. but it's it's great you get uh you get the drink tickets and uh also, your drink ticket can get you a bowl of stew at the end of the night, which is awesome. Oh, so, nice. so we're waiting to see if we can get in because it's it's so packed to get in there. We're, we're hanging out in the truck and uh, Craig goes in just to see if he can get us in. I think he's wearing like some big fucking stupid leprechaun hat. Next <laughs> thing you know, some guy calls him a faggot and it's brawl time. Like he, he's scrapping inside the the lobby of the arena you know and a huge brawl breaks out in there and we're sitting in the truck and the cops come and nail us so like he comes outside after he wins this fight and he's all jacked up but he was like by himself he comes out and we're all lined up on the truck like the cops are searching us no (laughs) so our party didn't even get started you know we didn't even get in that that year but it it was he had he always played the song called puking and lukin it's the best it's the best town uh, for yeah. St. Patrick's Day, small town. We go down there, you know, every year. We'd be doing cannonballs into his parents' hot tub off the top of the deck, like dangerous shit. You know, yeah, you break yeah, your yeah. neck. So we're, yeah. we're stupid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, were, that's you might not have been fighting, but you were getting drunk and acting like a jackass. Of course, of course. I would love when things open back up to go go back down, puking and luking, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to MJ's Roadhouse. That's the that's I'll his take, a, I'll take a bleacher seat or restaurant. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> give me, give me, give me nice and far away from all the action, dude. I just want to commentate, you know. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At this stage, at this stage, we're just we're sideline guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't get to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be stretching. <laughs> oh yeah, someone's dropping me like a fucking bag of donuts next time I fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, speaking of bag of donuts, that's a good um, segue into this into this week's uh, reaction video. Oh yeah, I haven't seen this one, so I'm excited. This is yeah. I just pulled up. So let me just say this first. I googled like Irish street fights, and mostly what came up was guys like going one on one and somebody in the middle of it like so just like all right come on guys and and they're all sort of boxing you know like it yeah. took me a little while to find you know and even this is sort of the same thing it's like a fight club thing you know i was trying to find like a, an all-out melee like a brawl but i guess in ireland people uh it's honorable yeah it's honorable i've never i've never fought an honorable fight in my life <laughs> <laughs> i told me you either. i'm not irish <laughs> well have you seen that that uh, movie it's like about like the the, I think it's the Joyce's. It's like the, it's a a gypsy family, and it's the, they just it's a feud, and they hate each other. And it, it was on Netflix for a while. We got to find out what this thing is. If you if you're listening and you know what it is, in the comment section, hit us with it. Right. It's. I mean, we can easily Google it, but it it is it is a very cool movie about this these two families that just hate each other, and they they settle it with like they fight all the time, bare knuckle boxing in the streets beauty just a just, just a birth passage it's wild it's a wild show it is such a cool documentary man but yeah that's what this kind of seemed like when i saw i just looked at the thumbnail that you sent i'm like okay. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. i think the, the family's called the joyces um all right so skip watch. ahead to 17 seconds just to get it going okay and it's Fight Club tribute, Chris Mann versus Irish Demon. If you want to check this out at home, yeah. And I don't even know. We'll put it up. If, we'll put it up on the screen. But if, if you're this just is in screen. Ireland, but they they sound like Pikeys to me, so I'm guessing it is. Okay. All right, here we go. You good? You ready? Yeah. Okay. Good. Seconda regola del Fight Club: Non dovete mai parlare del Fight Club. Terza regola del Fight Club. This guy doesn't sound Irish. No, I don't think he's the demon. <laughs> Fight Club. Let's go, buddy. He doesn't look like you want to fuck with him, though. No, you wouldn't be thrilled. But he takes his shirt off and you feel more confident, for sure. Imagine being in that basement hell. You feel like you're walking into a scene in Saw. <laughs> well, imagine they, imagine oh, that guy with the gay sweater. <laughs> oh, that was a, a nice leg kick. Not. <laughs> <laughs> These guys give me hope, man. You know, maybe I still got it in me. I mean, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and talk shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look much worse than these guys going. Of course. Ooh. Okay. Oh yeah. And the, I mean, this guy, this little dude's giving up a lot of size. Yeah. Big guys tagging him with a couple. Yeah. 
couple half-hearted um, <laughs> roundhouse. Oh, I love I the love, super. Man. I love the spin around, man. Yeah, the spin around. Yeah, that's very. <laughs> you gotta give it to this guy, though. This guy's got a body like a fucking oh. pancake, and here he is with a shirt off, brawling. Oh, there he, it goes. He's his buffalo buddy. Yeah. I mean, big size mismatch, but uh, yeah, for sure. Chalk it up to the International House of Pancakes there. That's a win. <laughs> Here we go. I'll take that, eh? I'll take that as a team win for me. Yeah. <laughs> for all the big boys out there. Oh, shit. That was a, that was a good. Yeah, that, that was, was a spin. Good. I can't believe they threw the spin in slow-mo. <laughs> oh, did they? I didn't see the spin in slow-mo. Oh, my God. And then they show him. And he buckles him. I got no problem with this. They settle it like men. Yeah, I, I don't even a, think they. I, I don't even think there was anything club. to settle. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, it looks like a fight club. That's just cool. Man. Two dudes wanted to go with each other. We got to get a fight, fight club great. going. But yeah, that. Just a couple of slobs with no with no real fight training. That's what we need. So we got a shot. Oh yeah. What do you call that fucking spin punch in slow motion, the titty <laughs> twister? That's, I mean, yeah, yeah. This guy looks like my buddy who used to own a convenience store. Yeah. He could fuck someone up. But let's, he nailed him with that body shot at the end. Like, the, 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 no, make no mistake about it. That guy's a pretty big dude. If he oh, yeah. lands something, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you I, know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to tangle with him in the street. Yeah, those are not the worst fighters I've seen. That's for would. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Streets run red. <laughs> All right. That's so again. It looks like it looks like an L for the Irish demon, but it's but it's still a victory for the Irish. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Uh today's episode is uh We've got Brian O'Gorman. I think the only thing, like, real tribute to St. Patrick's Day within the episode is his name, right? Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did this in the summer. But, but uh, yeah, B.O.G., man, you got to check him out. Funny comedian. He's yeah, got an dude. album out. Uh, you can get it on Apple Music. And uh, he's, he's a stand-up comedian that I've, you know, I go way back with. We started together uh, probably the same. We might have been on the first show that we ever did was was together. Yeah. so um yeah really funny dude and uh just happy to, it, it's great when you can have like an old friend on the show yeah yeah and great and great stories man he had a, mm -hmm. i think he, i told one of the stories already on the ryan long episode but because it was about o'gorman like we yeah. had to talk about it on this one too oh, yeah, yeah yeah but i'm, I'm talking about i'm talking about the fight on the nude beach i mean oh my god the fight of the story nude is fucking primo it's yeah it, you guys are going to enjoy it. I love this, guys. This is going to be awesome. So, yeah, strap yourselves in and enjoy it. Fight Stories with Mr. Brian O'Gorman, baby. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Fight Stories. I'm Tyler Morrison. I'm here with John Moses. <laughs> oh, I totally fucked that up. <laughs> Man, Do I, I get... the gloves. Oh, my God. Start it again. <laughs> These are they're machine washable. They're the only ones. Those are cool. Otherwise, <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Fight Stories. I'm Tyler Morrison. I'm here with John Moses, and we're here with our guest comedian Brian O'Gorman. 
O'Gorman, thanks for being on the podcast. It's great to see you, buddy. Thanks, Tyler. I love talking about violence with you. It's uh, a tradition. It's old as time. We've known each other for like since we started doing stand up. Eh? We were probably were we on the first show we ever did together? Possibly. Maybe I yuck yucks or something probably. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think so, man. I, I was thinking that the other day. Like I met all my comedy friends when I was eighteen, and I'm thirty six now. So it's like half my life I've known you shit bags now. Yeah, no, it's unreal. Like Hunter Hunter yeah. Collins was on the show, the first show I ever did. I, I remember that. Like just so many, uh, there's so many people that we started out with that are still doing it too, which is great. Yeah, we're the best. We're the fucking coolest, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like waiting to just be cocky on this podcast. I wore my boxing gloves in case somebody wants to fuck around. <laughs> great. I'm actually going to take them off. They're really sweaty. But uh, I did wear one of these wrist things, you know, so my wrist is all solid. Oh, yeah. So even if I'm not wearing the gloves, I don't even know what it does, but I put it on my wrist when I, when I train. Guys away from yeah, me. yeah, you're gonna need that for this. Podcast, wipes... Good for booger wiping too. <laughs> oh man, so you're originally from Markham, right? Is that where you, you grew up in, on the mean streets of Markham, Ontario? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was born in Hamilton, and then we moved out when I was two because my dad was like, "Well, if we raise him here, he's gonna be a cop or a hell's angel, and I don't want either of those." So uh, we moved oh, nice. to Markham. And then all my friends uh, around there it was cool. We were, it was a really multicultural place, you know what yep. I mean? Like, and uh, it was awesome to have all kinds of different colors and stuff. But obviously, I mean, you know, sometimes that led to some fights and stuff between kids because kids just repeat what their parents say, you know? So yeah, it was pretty funny. And then uh, downtown Toronto for a bunch of years. And I've been rolling around doing comedy and all over the good goddamn, you know? Yeah, it's been a, you've been a little bit of a journeyman the last few years. You've gone all over, like pretty much everywhere through, throughout the world. You you know, we're in Australia for a bit. Um, did you do the UK? It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, man. I lived in the UK for about a year. I lived in Aussie for a year. I lived in America for a year. I just like wanted to, I don't know, like I think it's different goals for people in comedy. My goal was just to travel the world on someone else's dollar, you know, and just kind of see everything and connect with different people and learn different styles from around the world, like cane and Kung Fu, you know, and then sort of like apply them and, and, and stuff. So I feel like I've learned a lot from people. I was really, my whole plan was to go down to America after all that and start a career. And I did that. <laughs> and then COVID hit six months into my fucking master plan, the last <laughs> stages of my goddamn master plan. Yeah. So now I'm up in here in the Victoria, BC, waiting out the civil war and then uh yeah, go back maybe after you know yeah we're, we're uh, me and the wife are thinking about getting a little uh getting a little vacay together for october october 31st through november 5th just go like up into no that's Man's a great land. time yeah <laughs> that's the perfect time of year the weather's yeah. so nice Nail it a vote and just, and just spend midweek in fucking maine you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, it's getting, I mean, I've never seen so many Canadian comics come up at once. And like people that live in Los Angeles or have lived there for years and years, people that live in New York for years and years, everybody's just yeah. you know, like just pulling out that passport from the bottom of the dresser and like, all right, Christmas, <laughs> up, Christmas up north this year. I miss my mom. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I'll quarantine yeah. for 14 days. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you want to talk fights. Try quarantining with a new wife for 14 days. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> How about an old one? Quarantine. Oh, my God. Being in the same room with someone for two weeks straight and not being able to leave the house like is like they you know it seems okay like you say it you're like ah two weeks was two weeks but after like four or five days of staring at each other like it doesn't matter how much you're in love it's just i don't know just start wanting to kill each other you know i was trying i was trying to like stop myself from saying something horrific about my wife are you married now i didn't know you got married oh yeah i got married (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> I do, man. I mean, like, I, uh, I mean, I wanted to, but like, she, uh, I didn't really ever want to get married, but, um, you know, like, I always love that Stanhope thing where he's like, you know, if marriage didn't exist, you wouldn't invent it. Cause like, why would you want the government in your sex life? Why would you want the government in your love life? And I never wanted the government in my love life, but then the government tried to take away my love life and my vagina so i had to get married and uh come up here but we would have had to break up because my visa was up and and all that so yeah man i got married we're gonna see how Trudeau it goes government's pretty sexy so <laughs> forever there was a government to tag in <laughs> i mean it was it wasn't too hard like we got across and everything but it was like a half hour interview to get across the border right now so it's all right oh, what did that look I made like some I mean, joke about what do they ask you in that interview? Because your wife isn't a Canadian citizen, right? No, she's American. She's from uh, California, but she would, when they, they would ask mostly stuff about her or to her, excuse me, about like, you know, why she was coming up, how long we've been married, how much money. They wanted to know money stuff too, especially right. they wanted to know that we weren't coming up. And but the guy was really nice. It wasn't like he was like. Uh, you can't come in or like what's this he was like trying to help us and then saying he even gave an extension to my wife on like um, how long she could uh, be up and stuff like that he's like so in case something happens and you need to stay up and apply for um, you know a worker visa or whatever you can do that through this he was like giving her information to help wow. and stay and on the on the sheet in Canada when it says uh, like when you're coming in it says to, to people that are new it's like if you plan to stay and work here and immigrate, and then in brackets it goes, and we hope you do. <laughs> like, you never Aww. see that in the States. No. In the States, it's like, oh, man, if your mom got arrested for pot, you're never coming in. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is all fascinating to me because I want to know, like, what the options are. You know what I mean? We were we were going, we were going to go, like, close to the border and be like, listen, if it fucking civil war breaks out November 4th, like, we're crossing. You know, I don't care if they shut the border down. We're going to swim. Like, we're going, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's a big, long, undefended border. Like, I mean, you can just walk across it in a lot of parts, can't you, Canada? Yeah. <laughs> People use it so. just for laughs all the time, right? Woods, you know? I know one of our friends got <laughs> caught trying to get across the fucking river one time because he got some native guys to put him in the river because they like, oh, they don't check our boats when we go across the the, the border. Oh, so no our shit. friend, yeah, our friend paid these native guys to throw him in the bottom of the boat, and of course they had some kind of like infrared thing that saw his heat 
uh, you know, the, the heat of his body, like his skeleton all fucking curled up in the bottom of the boat in the hull. Do I know they this person? Like, we don't care yeah, about you weed, you idiots. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you after, but yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to. Fucking idiot. It was stupid. It was real stupid. Oh, it was so funny, man. That's it's pretty crazy. funny too. I mean, he made a lot of jokes out of it, and I think he's made some cash off those jokes. So it all works out for comics, oh, you, you know. Who it was. That's the, isn't that the the saving no. grace? It's like what the more fucked up the situation is, you're like, oh man, this is gonna be good. It's gonna be good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, comics are so desperate now. You, you know, I don't know how much he was getting paid for it. It was probably like a hundred bucks and a couple beers or something like that. Like risking. Yeah. <laughs> 50 like goes federal crimes and stuff to, right, right, right. <laughs> to do a 20 set yeah. you gotta love it man you gotta love comedy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah buddy so uh you guys want to you want to hear a fight story from out here i would love to hear a fight story <laughs> okay you know what's <laughs> funny is uh it's I, I i'm out west in the west coast right now and I, i'm from like the eastern part of Canada, mid east, I guess, whatever. But uh, I've always had like really weird experiences with fights out here, and like um, really interesting people fighting on the west coast too. So just a little like uh, precursor. I worked on a nude beach when I was 21 years old on a place called Wreck Beach. It's in Vancouver, and uh, thousands of people go there on nice days. There's, you know, tits everywhere, dicks everywhere. Whatever your flavor is, it's a good fucking time. You know what I mean? And there's like very serious rules that the hippies hold down. And there's like uh, cops that come down sometimes, but there's like two of them. And they everybody warns each other when the cops come down. So they go, six up, six up. And then it goes down the stairs, up and down the beach. So everybody hides their beer and weed and whatever. So the real law on the beach is these old hippies that have been on Wreck Beach on this nude beach since the 60s and so there's these big old fucking david crosby looking silverback motherfuckers on the beach that sell beer uh for a living that's all they do they go down there they get naked every day and they walk up and down the beach going cold beer fucking cold beer fucking beer and uh you go eh, and some 300 pound fucking guy with this dick out old, you a bro Straight up, dude with his dick out, shows up. And opens it with his him. asshole. Everything. Yeah, opens it with his asshole, yeah. <laughs> you got to have a tough sphincter to work on this beach, boy. Yeah. You don't want the first yeah. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get a What's a brown pop? But yeah, but, uh, oh man, this guy was so funny too. But he was sort of like the head one too, was this big old guy. Uh, I'll say his name was Rocky. Like, you know, I'm sure it wasn't his real fucking name, but this guy was like 300 pounds. And they, they sort of like the law. So there's like a bunch of old old uh, old guys that are down there and stuff like that. And the reality is a bunch of like 22 year olds at the time or 21, whatever we were, we could have beat the shit out of these guys if we wanted to. But right. Right. We didn't because we respected their shit and they were, you know, they, they held it down. They didn't allow any crazy drugs on the beach, right? So no crack, no heroin, nothing like that. So, but there's weed shrooms, things that grow in BC anyway, you know what I mean? All over the place. So, what a hard line to draw. Like, you can't freak the fuck out. On yeah, dude. 
you can be oh and here's the other law that they had was like if you sold beer or, or whatever you, you had to be naked so like if you were just walking i used to walk up and down my first day and i had like shorts on and they'd be like you can't have your fucking shorts on i'd be like get the fuck away from me and then i'd be like well the times they are a change and listen to bob dylan you fucking hippie and all this and they'd be yeah. mad that i used bob dylan against them yeah. and then, uh, <laughs> uh, but that's a hippie's uh secret weapon you just you use bob dylan lyrics against them but yeah fucking, anyway this one guy rock used to we're on the beach one day and he's walking up and down selling beer and stuff and uh, we sell beer too but uh, we sell to different people. We sell it's more expensive beer because we weren't allowed to sell cheaper beer. We were always angry with this guy, but he, you know, whatever. Anyway, so one day we're having some argument with him. And then we look out the corner of our uh, eye and there's a guy in the middle of the beach uh, just jacking off, looking into the, into the sunset, right? And uh, again, the rules are... No crazy drugs, right? Like so, nothing. And nothing no that would jacking off into the sunset. <laughs> that's a big rule too. See, that's a weird misconception about by the first rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so strange, man, because like these guys on this beach would were, were, were did have like certain rules about sexuality. So sexuality, like people always think on a new beach, everybody's got boners and they're fucking everything. It's actually very non-sexual. It's very I'd be like, so nervous about it, my dick, I don't think I can get hard at all. It, dude, yeah, and then you got cold wind, there's people's families around. It's not like a like a <laughs> sexy vibe. And if you do want to have sex, people go off and they have sex and stuff. But there's enough, you know, gnarly shit around that you're not horny (laughs) (laughs) you know at all so uh anyhow this guy was just in the middle of the beach and there's all these kids around there's families this and that and this dude is just looking into the sunset buck naked fucking stroking his hog as hard as he can like you know when people are on cocaine or or crack pcp kind of stroking their cock it's not (laughs) like uh it's like they're trying to get to the middle of it you know like rubbing the skin off yeah this is, is yeah, yeah, and especially if you're somebody that's worked with your hands, you know what I mean? It's bad news, Berenstein. But this guy just, uh, uh. and we're having an, a, an argument with this guy at the time, and we're going on about the price of beer or something like that. And we always thought he hated us so much, and we were always arguing with us. And he sees this guy, and this big, fat, 300 pound hippie wearing nothing, perfectly tanned in every crevasse of his body, attacks this guy, just fucking full on Goldberg spears him. Like maybe 10 yards, you know, it wasn't far, but I was like, it's just like a big rhinoceros galloping and then boom, and then hits the ground. And these guys start rolling in this like, cartoon ass fucking you know tasmanian <laughs> devil ball of fucking sand and they're rolling around and because you know when people fight fight and they don't know how to fight it's more just a lot of hugging and pushing and then there's no actual strikes that exchange you know right, right. so it was a lot of that and they're both buck naked one of them lean oily you know and like yeah. uh, kind of ripped you know like cra- cracky methy you know like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. not a lot of body fat and the other fucker just years <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like a, yeah, a walrus versus a spider monkey, you know? And uh, so anyway, the walrus and the spider, they're rolling around on the, in the sand. And I just remember seeing it from the back and I just see like the two of them, like their legs flailing around and like these two old gross dicks and assholes like hitting each other. And we're all laughing around about because we're like, they're, they're competing, but they're also rubbing their penises against each other at the same time. So you just walk by it. You're like, ah, these, these two fellas are in love and they're really like, they don't care who knows it, you know? And like in, in this scenario, they're really honestly trying to kill each other, like like legit <laughs> trying to murder each other. And um, so I remember Rocky got on top. The big guy eventually, you know, that usually happens, flopped on top and just starts like mauling him like a bear, like ah, 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 on top. No, of he doesn't even try to close so, his hands. He's just like ah. It, these guys never fight like it's like it's like uh like in the beach the idea of actual physical altercation like they get excited about it but they, they don't know right if you, if you grow up in like toronto or in some place like where you know tyler grew up or something you, you understand what it is to get hit what it is to, right. to be in physical competition with another man at some point <laughs> he's got an idea so he's just fucking slapping and fucking mauling but he's mounted him and his cock is sort of like flopping on this guy's chest. And that was the worst part about it because it was just demeaning. And then eventually like the other hippies came and got him. So now you got like four hippies fucking all naked, all naked, all over 50, all in this fucker off. And he's like, get off me. And, you know, and it's like they're kind of letting them do it to look tough and stuff. This fucking hairy chest all out and his fucking little tan dick flopping around hitting his inner thighs and shit. Because when people fight, their dicks don't get long. They get tight. You know what I mean? Your body fucking... <laughs> You know, pulls them up, pulls it up in there, right? So, anyway, so they, they, and then they hauled this guy off the fucking beach. They hauled the fucking lean dude, covered in sand. And he's, I don't know what drug it was. If I had to guess, honestly, I'd probably lean more towards PCP or something because he wasn't feeling pain. And um, he was really, and oh, that's the other thing is the other guy had an erection um, when he got mauled. So he was literally jerking off looking into the sun. So that was the one thing I remember too. Yeah, it was the big guy very small penis small guy very hard big penis because he wasn't aware that he was going to get attacked so right. by the end of it anyway they hauled the bastard off the beach 433 stairs to walk up that by the fucker by the way uh, from the beach to the road at wreck beach and uh they carried him the whole way kicking and screaming cock flapping and everything. everybody naked. and then uh everybody naked and there wasn't a there wasn't <laughs> a thread of clothing in that whole story john not 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 one shoe <laughs> not fucking nothing and um yeah so that was that was, and that and then that was just like you know probably the most violent thing i saw on that beach there was never fights there there's never anything like that that's why it was so weird but <laughs> so goddamn weird it was like the most horrific there's, fight i've ever seen <laughs> there's such, there is such like a small bit of information that was glazed over which is like people are there with their families i'm like what the fuck who brings yeah. what level of hippie are you where you're like we're cool with our family's nudity but also here's everybody else's here's all these dicks <laughs> you know like, weird. yeah man i i don't have kids so i don't make those kinds of fucking decisions and they, they usually have kind of like a family area or whatever but yeah it's full hippie man like i mean they uh wow yeah, there's just people that have like 12 kids and a in a you know van or whatever that show up on a lot of those beaches and stuff california is even crazier man like i'm not it's not like sexual though either man like it's like there's yeah, you know, no, little I kids playing that, around at the beach there's not nothing like that but it's uh people are very protective of them on those beaches but it, it, it's uh it is what it is they're they're weird hippies 
I was just, I was just 21, you know, and uh, just having a good time. So me and my friends kind of like just hung out and sold beer all summer. And back then you could rent a place in Vancouver for like 250 bucks a month for oh. a room. So oh, we, yeah. We like to lock into that lease for 25 years. <laughs> Times are <Yeah>. change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he was at Bob Dylan again, something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's, it, yeah. That Man is a, fucking, a weird that place. That's a classic, dude. Oh, it, it was wild, man. And the, the crazy thing was, after it was sort of like we were all, I mean, we were always tripped out on that beach and stuff like that. But like we were all just looking at each other, like, you know, you saw that too. Yeah, I saw that too. Whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. in my head too, because it was so like it's it's like. Uh, uh, like it's animalistic they look like animals they look like bears and it was just it was just so much hair and sand and holes do you know what i mean and, and oh, yeah. i mean you never see that in a fight everybody's even like ufc you see people rolling around like sometimes people shit themselves or you see like a lot of but but just full on two dudes like <laughs> Yeah. that's the I, ultimate competition i man. always think about it's ufc ultimate. and i'm like there's not enough fucking there's not enough cloth for those guys going at each other like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, it gets tight in there. Dude, I, I, I totally want to de devote a whole episode of this, like a mix mash episode of n naked fight stories. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> Just gather. There's got to be a thousand of them out there, you know. Oh yeah, there's those oily Greek guys. You ever hear that shit where they get the, the oil wrestling or whatever and they uh, they cover themselves in olive oil and they put their hands down each other's pants and fucking grab their dicks and stuff like that. They're wearing oh, man, pants. You really, but have covered in oil. you really have trouble. That's just called grease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a like lovely, it's lovely fight. Place. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's um, got their own style of fighting all over the world and Grecian fighting just happens to be oily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, and there's got to be a thousand fights of guys fucking nailing somebody's old lady and the guy comes home and it's just like fighting for his life with his fucking dick out you know oh yeah <laughs> well he's that bothered guy i mean he lost oh, that yeah. fight but yeah 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 <laughs> well donald had the one where he uh punched he punched out the guy that was that was naked that was like banging his his uh, ex girlfriend's sister or something, and Tom had, had enough of the guy. He comes in and just starts beating the shit out of the fucking guy. Like while he was fucking. Though. Well, like they they were just getting down to it type thing, and Tom just had enough of him. Uh, we'll have him on to tell the story. It's fucking epic. <laughs> Mate, that's the worst when that happened. When you see that happen to people, I used to hear about this guy uh, downtown who, well, this scam a lot of. Uh, hookers run or excuse me sex workers run on people and stuff like that where they'll yeah. um say like go uh, i want to do a blow job with you you know some guy goes hey you know i want a blow job 20 bucks she goes yeah come down to the stairwell and then a dude will be down there and just like clock him and uh uh take the money and shit like yeah. that right yeah and uh uh i forgot where it's going this fucking story i'm sorry what did you say right before to o'donnell talking right? about What's okay, that? right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So, the, yeah, game plan is uh, you get this guy's pants down, like the sex worker would get the guy's pants down, and the pimp comes down, fucking bang, 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 bang. I always thought that was the worst shit in the world because it's such a switch. It's such a dichotomy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you go from the most pleasurable thing in the world, like, oh, I'm getting laid, to just like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> 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 you 
just laid out with yeah. your dick on the floor, your pockets cut, your fucking nose broken. Like, what, what yeah, happened? It was room. so good a minute ago. Yeah, it was, it was kind of scummy a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. It would hurt um, so much more just because of contrast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I used to get I used to get rip roaring drunk and I would wrestle my buddies naked and nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to fucking get wrestled naked right because my dick would be all over them and uh, I was like oh so you'd be the only one that was naked yeah I would be the only one they'd just be like <laughs> but one time one time my buddy choked me out naked <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm like That's naked trying to up. tap and my teeth are like grinding against each other like starting to break you know I'm like stop 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 I've had enough oh my god dick all skinny and limp on the floor I guess there is a lot of naked fighting that goes on there's got I mean in, in prison sure that's where a lot of it goes yeah, down right, I think. Dude. yeah yeah and then uh I mean I've never been in prison to do a die oh yeah, no way. I guess when they're coming for you in the prison, that's when they mean business because there's nobody else around. Oh, they're yeah. coming for your, coming for your dingle. That's right. But like, also hockey fights too, though. I mean, like, I remember a lot of, a lot of nights. I mean, I was never good at hockey, but I remember the getting the shit kicked out of me in fucking locker rooms <laughs> from time to time. You know, there were some locker room fights. Yeah, Tyler, you must have seen a couple dinks out fights in the hockey showers. I don't think I don't think I did. I don't think I I saw any fights. Like, yeah, not no, I don't think so. <laughs> you guys got along too well up there. The yeah, fucking teams in Toronto were always we get along with our dinks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The worst part about those fucking places, always getting your dick slapped every time it fucking came out. You know what I mean? Like in the <laughs> hockey locker room. Yeah. Now you'd be like, that's sexual assault, you piece of shit. But back then, you just have to get like, oh, I guess I'm like, uh-huh. the guy always calls you a faggot when he does it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time. I thought that was my name until I was fucking 26. <laughs> I, told, I told this story before, but, it, you know, there was this little kid that we went to high school with. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, barely not a dwarf, like just makes the cutoff to get him out of that, you know? Yeah, a tall dwarf. You're off being a dwarf. You want that status, right? You, and yeah. you, get, the, you get the disability and everything, uh, right? Yeah. Get, and the chicks. You get that dwarf and money. All the chicks. So there's this little yeah. fucker, and then there was this huge dude. Uh, this guy Curtis. He was like six nine, skinny, but still six nine. And one night at a party, at a house party, he gets rip roaring drunk and holds the little guy down and starts fucking shoving marshmallows up his ass. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And he's he, the other oh, guy's just like no. on the ground, like pleading, and everybody at the party is just laughing, having a good time, right? That's horrific. Now that's oh now that's God. straight up rape. But that back then it was that, just I mean bad, you know. I think <laughs> I mean I guess it depends on like, you know, his level of okayness with it or like the marshmallow. Yeah. I mean I, that's something for a lawyer to decipher, but I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. the marshmallow is not as long of a charge as a finger or a well, penis. Well, there was, there was a I mean? moment where the finger went through the marshmallow, like a, 
like a ring. See, that's what I was wondering. I think about. that ended. I, was it. Wondering I think that about... ended it. Like, okay, now it's gone too far. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. See, that's what I'm saying. Because regardless of whether or not the finger is surrounded with marshmallow, once the <laughs> finger enters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. But well, uh, I mean, hold it. Your down. Honor. Your yeah. Honor. As soon as that finger went through the marshmallow, the fun and games is over. <laughs> well, yeah. well, man, like, see, some of this stuff I'm actually okay with going away. Like, all that hazing shit. Like, I, all, I man, I got the ass, the shit end of that stick so hard and stuff yeah. like that when I got older. I remember, like, I don't, I didn't mind it, but, like, it was, like, the, the, the sadism in some of those, some of those kids um eyes when they were beating you up or like you know the the, the seniors or whatever when you were younger and you just like uh, i remember my freshman year i just had to take it you know what i mean they'd give you like nine shots to the arm or whatever these fuckers be like 18 years old we were like 13 and they just line us up like bang 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 like literally like fucking just oh, beating yeah. up children like just fucking fighting children <laughs> <laughs> fucking pieces of shit and if you like called the cops or something back then they'd be like oh what you mean dougie oh yeah those boys will do that to you in the <laughs> oh yeah oh, they'll yeah. fucking get you you know everybody goes through it but he said, he said, if, you, if you called the cops nobody ever called the cops for shit like that you know no. maybe oh, buddy. maybe in my high school I, w- I went to king city so you know you know the area o'gorman so yeah, the, it's a lot of fucking tough hockey buds, I'll tell the you. The goth kids used to fucking get it bad. I remember I, I went there for like the orientation when because we were I was just checking out the school for the first time and uh, I had a Marilyn Manson toque and someone comes up to me, it's like, yo, you don't want to fucking wear that here, dude. Like I don't know I don't know where you're from, but the goth kids fucking get it. Like and it's true, like they would just get fucking hazed. It was bad. Just oh, especially out in those parts, man. Like if you're in a rural area, trying to be like alternative downtown. Like I mean, it's hard to live like that downtown. You know what I mean? Deal with the stairs. You're out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Oh, Good yeah. luck with that shit. But it brings like people are always like, well, why do they pick on us? I mean, like, yeah, it's. I mean, part of it is that they shouldn't do that. But the other part of it is like, you know, you're in an area where you're you're trying to do you're trying to be the opposite of them. Yeah. So obviously there's repercussions for that. People want to be punk and dangerous, but they don't want to deal with the fucking repercussions of it. You know what I mean? Right. But everybody's punk when they're fucking 16. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talk to me when you're 36 and you still have a drug problem. You know? So so obviously I got <laughs> rid of the Marilyn Manson toque and started fucking up goths. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Halloween's I, I, in October, freak. It looks like there's a big trade. <laughs> Man, I remember when that happened too, because you know they used to just kind of be like weirdo freaks and stuff. But then remember, not nine eleven, um, Columbine happened. Yeah. When Columbine happened, those kids were wearing those long trench coats and that whole yeah. goth getup. Oh yeah. And they were into Rammstein and the rest of it, and so it was like. People, I remember they banned those coats at my Catholic high school. They were like, you can't have them anymore. And uh, the kids got threatened and stuff. But at the same time, there was a bit of... A little breathing. Yeah. Yeah, there was like, like, these kids used to get their asses kicked. And then they saw on TV and everybody started wondering, like, oh, God, like, if we hit them again, we'll (laughs) go up to the fucking... Yeah, the rest rest of America is like, this is terrible. But the goths are like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you see what happens you see what happens <laughs> yeah man, i don't know like they i mean but you that's the thing with that kind of lifestyle again like i mean you 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 you're trying to be alternative you're i mean I'm, I'm down with that shit i've fucking been in a lot of those lifestyles it's like 
you got to deal with what comes with it. And it's not saying that it's right, but it's the fucking reality of what comes with dressing like that. And all those guys who started that punk shit, they had to fight to, yeah. you know, I remember like, like wearing a, like I was in high school, I was like, like just punk and hip hop and stuff. So we kind of dressed like, you know, like little M&Ms or something like that, you know? And I mean, even that, like you had to kind of like back then it was weird if a white guy was into like hip hop and they'd fight you and stuff like that over that shit. Or like, I remember the punk guys, like back in the day, they'd like have to fight to be able to get to the store where they sold the Doc Martens. Wow. So like, yeah, there'd be like punks in downtown Toronto. Um, yeah, if you wanted Doc Martens up until like a certain point, there's like two stores that sold them and they were like skinheads that ran them and it was like you had to fucking <laughs> like earn them, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. All that shit just seems so fucking stupid now. I, I, the only kind of fighting I'm like about now is uh, mud wrestling, professional mud wrestling. Have you guys? <laughs> a lot of people think it's passe, you know. They put it with roller derby and the rest of it, but I'm telling you, man, mud wrestling is making a sick comeback. And, uh, <laughs> now they're gonna start doing oh, it. In ex- yeah, man, dude, exfoliating muds now, like organic <laughs> CBD mud baths that these uh, hairy babes get in and just try to. The winner is whoever pulls out the other one's armpit hair first. Yeah, yeah, and that that can take a while with these ladies that we got out in BC, man. I tell you what, why that we pull them right off the tree. Why that isn't a Netflix series already is is beyond me. That sounds like a win. (laughs) We're sitting on a million dollar idea. That's right. That's right. Dana White's of mud (laughs) wrestling. So Tyler was telling me that your go-to was. when you were out there mixing it up, was choking guys out? <laughs> oh, my God. No. I mean, like, uh, here's the thing. I never <laughs> won a fight in my whole life, okay? I, uh, I, I, When I was a kid, I've just always been mouthy as fuck, and I'm a comedian, and I don't – but I never minded the fighting because my brother was a hockey enforcer, and uh, I would wrestle with him and stuff like that, so I always got, like, uh, right. you know, tried, he was way bigger than me. Even right now, he's like, like I'm, I'm six one and I'm uh, 155, 56 pounds. He's like two ten and the same height as six one, right? So right, he would right. just grab me and do that hockey fight thing where they grab your shirt and then pull you they're in and punch you, you in the face at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and just ragdoll you while they're hitting you. And so I don't know. I just learned to uh, that I wasn't strong enough to strike with people at some point. So I would let them hit me a couple times and then they'd get close. And then I, I, people talk, honestly, it just came from like initially just watching UFC when I was a little kid. And then I, I, people, bouncers and stuff that I worked with taught me how to actually do it. And just because I was skinny and little and I worked in bars my whole life. So, and I'm tall, so I'm a prize because it looks like you're fighting a big guy, but you're actually fighting a little guy. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I, don't, I don't weigh what these guys weigh. So like I would get in these altercations and uh, the bouncers taught me. And, and once they taught me how to do it, I never gotten a scenario i couldn't really get out of but i mean when you're younger you don't think about the consequences now i would never do that because it's just like even if somebody was really going at me i would try my best to just like not get involved in it because you don't know like knives guns especially when i I just spent a year in oakland and it's different man like you want to engage somebody in a fight 
there, it's like they very could well have a gun. And uh, I've always, I've always got my citizenship on the back of my mind, right? I'm like, dude, don't do nothing that's going to get you fucking thrown out of this fucking country, man. You know, it's yeah. always played. And then, yeah. and then also like a two thousand dollar copay. Back when I was young in Canada, and the, and the, the doctor was free, it was like, all right, let's go. You know. <laughs> That's it too, man. Is the in America is paying for it? And actually, be honest with you, the last fight—no, not the last one—but I'm 36. Probably, probably the last like stupid thing I got into was just some guy like came up to us when we were smoking joints outside of this bar in in Toronto, and it ended up costing me $1,200 this fight because um, this dude uh, came up, asked me if if, we, if he could have a uh, pull of our joints, and I was like, and he was weird. He was like in like uh, really nice clothes and stuff like that but he was super hammered he was in the same bar as so comes out with smoking weed he goes can I, get, can I get a hit of that and i'm like nah man like you know i don't really know you and whatever he's like oh i'm gross i'm gross and and you know like, i'm me i'm dressed like uh, you know i'm dressed like some dirtbag skater fuck that i am and then like she so he comes up and he goes he goes got a joint or take a pull i'm like no he goes oh i'm dirty you're dressed like some skater piece of shit i'm dirty i'm dirty and i'm like dude i'm not the one asking for drugs from strangers in an alley here you know what i mean yeah. so like get the fuck away from me and then he goes and talks to his friends or something and then throws it like something hit me in the side of the head and just like hammered me in the side of the head and uh, then he started walking towards me. So I and I just done a bunch of Wing Chun. So <laughs> Wing Chun Kung Fu is not that applicable or great form of a martial art. But there's certain things that it teaches you real good. One is the front kick, which is just like a wow, like just right up the middle in your gut every yeah. single time. We call it the gut kick. And um, uh, <laughs> it's it just it's, it's a move that just gets people to fuck away from you when they're trying to attack you, you know. Especially oh, yeah. if you hit the top of their pelvic bone or something like that, if you're wearing shoes, like it's not looking for your balls. It's like it's like the, the bone, like you want to hurt the bone. And um, uh, it, when people come at you and they advance, it, it's the furthest you can be away from another human being and touch them too as a front kick, right? So like my foot is as far far away from. I just want you away from. So I do it to that guy, and then I thought it was over. He walks away, and then two minutes later, he jumps on top of me. Bang, 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 bang. bang. And starts hammering my face into the fucking pavement. I rolled with a couple of the punches, but by the end of it, he was on top of me, just punching the shit out of me. And my uh, this tooth, uh, I oh. both my front teeth are fake, but this one, <laughs> both my front teeth are fake. This one I broke on a bar stool when I was eight or nine at a hockey party. Long story. Anyway, the other one was uh, I was 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 this guy, and he he broke my front tooth, and uh, so I that had to go my get worst taken care of. Dude. Twelve twelve hundred dollars, man. Oh, and, man. And then afterwards, they like, you know, like I, I, you know, they kicked the guy out of the bar. I stayed, whatever. It was cool, but it was like, I, I'm just feeling the back of my tooth all night, and I'm like, that was the dumbest fucking thing. Is now, yeah, twelve hundred bucks, twelve hundred dollars fight. You know? Yeah. For yeah. what? You know, actually, who am I kidding? It was pretty cool, but I'm just right. saying, it's like Listen, at some dude, point you reach an age. There'd you know? be a there'd be a big old gap in the middle of this podcast if you didn't have that story. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell man i got it yeah, i got a couple but you I, guys are i got a brian o'gorman uh it was a near fight it was but it was a great melee that that uh that i was there for um i don't know if you remember this back probably. when we first we first first started doing stand-up we were probably 19 still at the time and we're doing a show at this little cafe 
which is always a bad scene, a cafe in Newmarket. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and Sarah Hennessy put it together, and she's she's a comedian, and she's hosting the show. Um, I believe you're on before me. I'm closing out, and uh, it's a you know packed little packed little cafe. All these people. And Brian's up there. Cafe in Newmarket. I don't know if it's still there. All we have place if it is. All we have at that time is like just pure fucking filthy offensive material like there's no other gears there's no jokes either we're like 20 years old it's just us talking about our cocks and how we think it's great that's it and come mostly come and there's this guy sitting up up front row he's a pretty big guy and he's with his wife and his two like grown sons who are probably like close to our age and uh he's getting visibly upset with o'gorman's act and uh throughout the 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 banter with them O'Gorman establishes that it's uh, that this guy's an ex-police officer and his name is Patterson. And Patterson gets up in the middle of Brian's set and he's had enough. And he's walking up the middle. It's like the there is like there's like an aisle through the middle of the crowd and he's walking up the aisle and he's waving you off like like he's had enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have enough with him though. I was just getting wrapped <laughs> up. So Brian's like <laughs> Like, oh, Patterson, why do you got to leave, man? Like, you got to leave in the middle of my set. I'm not done yet. And he just stops. He's like, it's not funny. Make it funny. (laughs) Funny. And he's just so upset. O'Gorman just goes, oh, you know, it's too bad. Patterson's like, like, I guess guess you can leave. But guess what? While you're gone, I'm going to come all over your wife's face. (laughs) (laughs) It was that funny. It was that. Record stops. What a Record stops. It wasn't even a joke. I was just like angry. And this guy's like, I was like, well, you can leave, but I'll I'll come on her face. And I was like, in my head, I was like, you're a genius, O'Gorman. A genius. It's the best joke anyone's ever written. I'm so embarrassed by that. The guy starts storming towards the stage. And uh, people are like, breaking like trying to like stop him from getting to you my buddy dag was there dag gets up and he's like nose to nose with patterson like they're about to fight yeah yeah. he was like a hockey guy that for some reason just felt really protective of me That's yeah yeah he's like yeah. it's just like I'm, i mouth off and then some guy who liked my jokes is like yeah, i'll fight for you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you just happen to have a fourth liner you didn't know he was on your team <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, it was That's perfect. Great. Actually, it saved our asses probably from yeah. taking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be dead if that didn't happen. But yeah. O'Gorman's on stage. He's like, you know what? Fuck it, Patterson. I'll knock your old ass out. <laughs> Jumps <laughs> off the stage, comes charging through. Everyone gets like people are getting up and like grabbing people. No punches or throwing or anything yet. But the the one of Patterson's sons gets involved and I just grab him right by the throat and I'm choking him. Then my dad, he was there, he grabs me by the eye and he's like yanking me out of this fight. It just got like kind of kind of wild till this whole family gets booed out of a cafe. <laughs> There's not even <laughs> alcohol being served. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a But you know what? The, the people that were there fucking – but didn't it get like canceled the next week, or they wanted it back, or something? Like, oh, I, it probably got canceled. I don't know. It got canceled. But, but it was either they loved us, or they never wanted it back again. I think they didn't want it back again, but they had people calling for the show because there was a lot of people that talked about it, and they wanted to come, but they were like, "We're never doing that again." But uh, <laughs> like, it actually, the people that were there, like for some reason, they I don't enjoyed know, it. Like, they, they loved it. Yeah, they were fucking into it, man. They I had a great set. <laughs> we, we were young and 
punk and having a good time and just fucking the guy coming on. so fucking hostile well i mean you do you're at a a, a show that's meant for 20 year olds and you're like yeah, 55 right. like why is it this like sign and his kids now. weren't children yeah, yeah. Like, like, he, funny. give me give me 10 years he didn't have his daughter there he had two sons like fuck off dude you know yeah. but it was, was so funny weird. just that whole how that just just about that whole place just about got destroyed. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine you did that that... Toronto comedy now. How fucking big of a an outrage that would be. <laughs> I, mean, I just it's so different now. Like everything, and it's not that like I think it's that different as far as what we do on stage. You know, like just like going up and telling jokes doesn't feel any fucking difference. It's a room full of people, you make laugh. It's just like the the. I don't know the, the 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 industry like the people in the industry are acting way woker than they actually are. Yeah, I was gonna say something about that too. Like like the comedians act tough. I think that's so funny too because like so many of us are like you, you get you get like scrappy because you have to. But there's nobody that should actually be like, yo, I'm a straight up UFC fighter and I do stand up comedy. Like no yeah. no one's actual comic. Yeah, like, you might like screw around in it and stuff, but this idea that like people are like, there's some uh, Kyle Lutze is doing it right now. I love Kyle Lutze, but he's actually getting into MMA. And he's actually Kyle. getting good at it, and he's like 26. He's like the right size, everything. I'm like, dude, don't do this. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't, he looks like he, don't. he could get some a lot of great acting gigs. Don't fuck up your face, bro. Don't fuck up your face. Don't fuck up your brain. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, like you're a stand-up comic and like there's so many guys that are just as big as you that have so much less to lose and train so much longer. And you, because like you're, you know, when you train fighting, like I, I do train and stuff like that. I did today and stuff. And, uh, and you want to, you train it, you want to use it. I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I and mean, it makes you go. Sorry, that's why I got out of shape. I was too fucking tough. For comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I was saying, you train, you want to try it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, all this yeah, training yeah. feels good. You know, the, the, your, your fuse starts to get a little shorter. You're looking for an excuse, you know? Well, yeah. you get kind of like, like in, in a way, it, it sort of like inflates your ego a little bit too. It gives sure. you this like confidence of just like people should be afraid of me. And that's not a good mentality to have. So like, I don't train with dudes that are like that. I don't train with people that are trying to be professionals or trying to show off or anything. I just like pretend to do funky moves. And the guy that, the guy that I sent you guys the, the, the link to this fellow, Gary Barker, who's the first ever MMA. He was in the first ever sanctioned MMA fight in Canada. And uh, this, he treat, he teaches uh, martial arts in a uh, parking lot, an underground parking lot next to Heckler's Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, but it's like I just—I've been doing it again, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like making me want to. Like John says, it's like sometimes I don't know if it's a good mentality because Dude, uh, you know you start thinking just, about it more. I just go to the gym for three months, and I feel like I'm closer to getting my ass kicked. You know what I mean? Just because the yeah, that's not even that's not even me trading. You yeah. know, I'm just like, yeah, you fucking want it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's fun in your head because it's like it becomes like more of like a chess game. Because when you're playing, like today, I'm screwing around with guys where if they really wanted to, they could knock me out. Like they're right. tough, but when you're and they're they're big, but like I'm super lanky and shit like that. So if we're just point fighting and I'm just like back, 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 that's kind of fun, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it does. It gives you this weird ego thing, and I and I don't want to feel 
good about myself in that way. Yeah. You know, you you don't want to be a a prick. It's a fine line. If you're out of shape and you start working out again, you're waking up your testosterone, right? So it's like the levels of of that are, you're not used to it. So you start being. Well, I don't know. I do. I, like I work out a lot, man, but like I don't like I don't like fight train a lot. So like I yeah. like I I just run and I do other stuff. But then when I do the actual motions and stuff, for it, it, it makes yeah. Me, there's this guy that I used to work with. Uh, here's a quick one, actually. But I can, um, there's this cat named uh, Keegan who was my the bouncer, the head bouncer at this bar that I used to work at in downtown Toronto at a dive bar, and he's half Japanese, half Irish. And his fucking dad was special forces and his mom was, I forget what she was, but it was some kind of cool thing too. But 200 pounds, fucking half keto his whole life, half Japanese, half Irish, the perfect fighting fucking combination, right? So uh, this guy, he's just in one day and we're whatever, chilling. And this dude comes and starts hitting on one of the bartenders and really aggressively. And he's like, this, can you like, I remember him in my head, he looked exactly like Ben Shapiro. He was like a short, like dude who was like had like a a, a a collared shirt with a tie on it. It seemed stressed out. He was obviously on coke and sweaty, but he refused to undo his tie and shit. And I was hanging out at the bar. I was off duty, and there was a bunch of the other off duty bouncers. I, I wasn't a bouncer; I was a bartender. But there was off duty bouncers, off duty bartenders. The whole place was crewed up. You know what I mean? It was all staff. And this guy walks in and just starts like reaming the the, the bartender, going like, "Oh, you know." Uh, give me your number or give me your number you you want it you know you want it and all this stuff like, oh, weird oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. every time she bent just, over comment just on read it. three pages of the mystery method and then just thought he was equipped to go out into the world <laughs> 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 yeah just get that neil strauss in you before you go out you know head full of the game you know? uh you're stupid you want to date me oh man like not past grade six genius get an older brother but anyway yeah this guy this guy uh the bouncer key big guy half japanese half Irish guy, goes up to the crazy guy uh talking to the, the bartender he's like man you gotta go like this is ridiculous stop it whatever yeah, yeah. and he got the girl gosh i shouldn't say her name but the bartender was like yeah man it's ridiculous like you're being disgusting whatever and he goes you know you wanted it and he starts like going towards her and then <laughs> keegan just fucking grabs by the throat and just like does one of those things where he puts his leg behind the guy's legs and then just flips him so he goes don't don't, don't ass over tea kettle oh, cool yeah. whatever takes the guy drags him out done Guy comes back fucking like 10 minutes later, starts doing the same fucking shit because Keegan was in the bathroom or something like that. He got through the front oh. door and the, 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 the off-duty bouncers now start fucking, they, I remember one of them <laughs> bent, bent him over the, te- or over the bar. So his like, so his, 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 he was bent over by his waist over the bar, facing over the bar and they were holding him there and he was punching him in the kidney. And going, get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! And the guy's like, ah, 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 just taking it <laughs> the back. And this is an off-duty bouncer. And then the, the Keegan, the on-duty bouncer, comes. He's like, what's happening? He goes, this fucking guy's basically like, yeah, told you to get the fuck out of here. So they fucking kick him out again. So then we're sitting there, we're talking about this guy's crazy, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Probably like a half hour goes by. There back then there was a patio and stuff. People were full. The patio was full of people and all this stuff. <laughs> and he comes up onto the fucking patio. We're like, the fuck is this guy doing? And he's got something behind his back. Oh, and we start going like, oh fuck. And that bar there had been shootings at and stuff like that. So we're like, 
you know, if this guy pops out, I don't know what the fuck. So we start going inside because we think he's got a gun. He goes like this and he's got a fucking miniature fire extinguisher that he had pulled off the wall from one of the other bars that he went into across the street. He starts <laughs> spraying that white powder shit all over the fucking patio <laughs> and all over the fucking bar. So the whole place is this like plume of fucking like, like you know, uh, fire retardant powder and you can't see anything. Everybody's tables, everybody's drinks are covered in them. It's probably 100 150 people there and fucking everybody's just covered and you can't see them but the bouncers are like trying to fight their way through the mist like some kind of fucking tough <laughs> movie and find this them. guy yeah and i had fucking sunglasses on the time i remember like taking them off and i could see it and i could just see like like this silhouette of this fucking little dude with a fire extinguisher just getting punched in the face <laughs> and they tuned this fucking guy up and then they like threw him over the fence him on the street and he got stomped a couple times or whatever and then um okay that was it whatever and we're like holy fuck what a crazy motherfucker and how coked up was he and we're having <laughs> drinks we clean up the patio and stuff like that there's shits everywhere we had to give everybody new drinks and stuff like this oh, and then we fucking guy you see this guy come over the horizon again all bloodied and fucking limping and we're all standing at the front like dude like what are you doing like lay off the blow and he's like oh i forgot my bag in there so one of the bouncers just running got the bag and opened it up and like dumped it all over the fucking oh yeah (laughs) but yeah man he was one of the i mean that bar wasn't even that was like a seven out of ten on the crazy scale but i'd never seen anyone in my life so fucking tenacious when it came to fighting like he would not give up like I actually, and then when he I did, love, he still like, I love the fire extinguisher coming back and just being like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they, they, they phoned us after it happened. The bar, it's, it's extinct now. It was called the James Joyce. And, oh, I've uh, been to the James Joyce. Yeah. The Joyce was a cool place, man. You know, there's a lot of fun, shady shit that used to happen in that place. I saw a guy headbutt a dude there that I was with. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happened a lot there. But they phoned, they were friends with us. We were across the street, and they phoned our bar afterwards. And they were like, "Did somebody come to your bar with like a fire extinguisher? It's like some guy just came in here and stole our fire extinguisher." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, we got the, <laughs> got the extinguisher for you. It's empty, but we got it for you." But, uh, <laughs> good bar. Oh it's yeah. A lot different now. It's a lot nicer now. Labyrinth oh, Nice guys. Check it out. One of the cheapest. Places in Toronto still, you can still get a fucking 350 drink in that place. Labyrinth? 2020, you can still get a drink. That was the best, man. We had so much good, so many good times at that place. That was fucking wicked. Yeah, we did shows there. Yeah, uh, all the time. Gnarly, yeah, it was a cool place, man. Yeah, it's still there. Check it out if you're around oh. town. Nice. I won't be there, but a bunch of 20-year-olds fighting will be, so have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just keep your distance. Enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice set of binoculars. So, so James Joyce became Labyrinth. Is that what it was? No, no. The Labyrinth has been that name for a okay. long time. Yeah, I, I thought that was one year. The James Joyce was there for a long time. It's like a gourmet fucking pizza place or some bullshit now. But uh, the lab used to be before I worked there. It was uh, called Iliich's, and it was a communist bar that was run by the Satan's Choice uh, motorcycle gang. And uh, the the inside of it, the bar, it's still like this. It's a sickle. It looks yeah, like I remember. A sickle. Yeah. And 
behind the bar the of the lab i don't know if so i haven't been there in a couple of years but there's a, a light switch that says lenin's eyes and it's because they had a huge vladimir lenin iron head with light up <laughs> red eyes in it yeah and there used to be all kinds of crazy shit when that was going down but that was before my time that that bar is really cool though. it's by bloor street bloor and uh, brunswick avenue right next to the brunswick house which is now a rexall so. so funny that's a big scrapping bar too back in the oh, day buddy yeah. i i got i got in two big brawls at the brunswick house <laughs> yeah yeah, oh yeah. One one of them involved me whipping my dick out, which I've talked about uh, at length on this podcast, and uh, it happened. squishing my balls. And then somebody got offended, and I was like, "What? You got the fucking nerve to get offended about my fucking dick being out?" And this guy goes, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that place is a bucket of blood, man. Like yeah. the, the gangs used to run the the, the doors, right? So there, there used to be one. Uh, particular biker gang that ran the door at Brunny and then the Labyrinth Lounge the bar I worked at was across the street but when it was the other place it was a different biker gang and mm. so they would go back and forth and stuff like that and then there was like these uh, First Nations crews that used to fight there as well and I, I, when I worked there sometimes the guys would come out of jail that used to uh, fight in these fucking things you know and they'd show up at the bar at three in the afternoon because I was the daytime bartender and they'd be like where's Mikey is he here I'll kill him I'm like oh, I was 12 years ago, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> 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 they come out of jail just like because they knew the labyrinth back in the yeah. day it was like a shit hole like that, that you could get heroin at. And it wasn't like that anymore, you know? I want to see that's the so journey. Funny. Like, that's the first fucking crumb. Like, I checked the bar. Now I'm going to find Kim. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who <laughs> did he ever oh, find yeah. Mikey? Was Mikey ever found, you know? Yeah. Well, there were some dudes I used to work with us that were. Oh man, I probably can't say the names of this, but like there was uh, some dudes that used to run the the, the front. Oh, I could say this part, but one of our buddies was 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 wanted, um, and the, the bouncer at the at the bar he was wanted, and he showed up to the police station and was like, "Hey, uh, I'm wanted. Uh, you're in. I'm on the top ten wanted list, whatever." And he was in the paper and everything, but he was charged with assault. But he had videotape of him being in a different city performing the night that he was like being charged. So it was bullshit. But anyway, he knew he had to go into jail. So he went in, they, he goes to jail, they go, we're full right now, come back tomorrow. Okay. He comes back to the lab, I'm not sure I work, and uh, he goes down to the bathroom and he comes back up and he has these like three balls, like three silicone balls or balls wrapped in latex. And he's like, here, hold these. And I'm like, what are these? He goes, I just shat them out. I'm like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, he, he's like, well, I'm gonna clean them off. Huh? He's all laughing about it or whatever. But he thought he was going into jail, so he swallowed yeah, a bunch of like, uh, yeah, yeah, drugs yeah, yeah, and tobacco yeah, yeah. and shit like that. And then he went in. They were like, he were full. He so he had to come back to the bar and fucking <laughs> shit him out and get him ready. Yeah, oh, it was a fun man. time working there, man. It was a wild joint. Toronto's got some flavor like that, you know. It's not as. Yeah. Uh, as violent as it used to be, and uh, it's a good thing. But um, there's some some spicy history on some of those streets, man. It's oh, pretty fuck cool, yeah, man. Fuck For yeah. sure. Before we wrap things up here, I got a request. Uh, you you had a fight. You and O'Donnell scrapped a, a couple couple guys. I want to hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You gotta make all right. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, no, I was very attacked. Us. Um, we were at a, we were at a, what the fuck did we do? We did a show, right? 
Yep. And then, oh, right, right, right. I remember this show. So we had a couple, it was like four guys on the show and two of them would go home early um, and pass out. And then the rest of us would, two or three of us would go out. And that night, three of us went out and uh, went to this house party that was at a dorm room, right? And um, our okay. friend, I'm sure a friend of the show, Tom O'Donnell, yeah. was, was there. And uh, he was probably 19 or 20 at the time, you know? Oh, and uh, yeah, he was all full of booze and whatever the hell else. But we were just in this party and he was talking to people being, you know, cocky and whatever. But he wasn't really being an asshole. And then there was a guy that was the exact same as Tom. So like 5'8", 300 pounds, like, uh, you know, fucking bowling ball head and stuff like that. Just a fucking hoser. Like, just fucking fuck you. Fuck you. Look it up, bud. You want fucking some? Y'all fuck. And they fucking were just both being assholes, like at opposite ends of the party. And then fucking one of them says, yeah, well, fucking Trenton is the fucking worst fucking hockey team I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't even know where the fuck Trenton is, John. Do you know? It's a small ass town. Towards Kingston. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But so then, but, but he's from, uh, Trenton. What's the other one? Trenton and. No, no. Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm from, I'm from fucking Trenton. And he goes, Tom goes, oh yeah. I'm from Brighton. And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And I'm like, you guys are such idiots, man. Are you fucking kidding me? That's all it took right now? It's probably just some hockey team rivalry that they've had since they were like three years old or something like that. Your fucking team suck. My dad says you guys fucking sniff farts, you know, like that kind of beef, you know? And um, so these two idiots in the middle of a dorm room filled with happy people having a good time and fucking mingling shit decide they're going to fucking... 1976 Philadelphia Flyers the shit in the middle of the fucking place <laughs> and they start hammering each other and they're, they're big fucking kids and they're just like going out back out back out back out back and then um and somebody tried to out. attack so yeah and then so but Tommy was in this like rain man state of like just seeing red and like you know there was nothing there is hammering this kid and then somebody tried to attack tom and jumped him on the back and i'm like ah oh, christ now i gotta get fucking involved so i like slide behind this guy and just fucking like rear naked him and and start walking back a good trick with the rear naked if you're like at an actual fight situation is you slip it on real quick and you sort of kick out the back knee like the back of somebody's knees and walk backwards because mm-hmm. it'll fall into it they'll, they'll their body weight will go into the choke and you just keep walking back and they can't and then three seconds and they're gone right so mm-hmm. like and I'm, I'm skinny dude so that's like one of the only shots i have of winning and especially against some 300 pound steroid ape from fucking trenton you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm like and that was the other thing too that kid was roided the fuck up like that kid was ripped like 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 he was 300 pounds but he was ripped and like and and like looked like 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 a science experiment tommy was 300 pounds but like farm tough you know what i mean like fucking like there's no it's the ligaments it's not the muscles you know what i mean it's the ligaments that are strong so it's just like this like like and i i was surprised because i fucking honestly thought this kid was gonna tune tommy the fuck up and he beat the shit out of this kid and everybody gradually got lower and lower and then somebody went to grab him so i fucking rear naked the dude i pull him off he's fucking done and then tom's still on the fucking guy i go like ah! i'm like okay 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 <laughs> we pull him off i pull him off 
I go, we got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? We're in a dorm, asshole. And he's like, well, yeah, well, you hear what he said about Brighton? I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't even know what Brighton is, fucking hillbilly. So we go. What about Brighton? We go, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm from the city. I got a future. I need to get the fuck out of here, Tom. Are you fucking kidding me? So, like, anyway, but they're just having, like, I mean, they're just hosers, you know, at a, like, 19-year-old kid. But they really did a lot of damage to each other. But Tom did more. We get out of there and one of Tom's friends is a girl that was at the party who lived like down the hall in the dorm. She goes, come hide in my room. So we go hide in her room. And this kid like that he had just beaten up whenever he woke up, it was just like some angry fucking rhino. And he just started tearing the fucking place apart inside of the head and started like, just hear like shit getting like thrown and smashed and stuff like that. And he goes up through the front of the dorm room and stuff. And you just hear like, goosh, 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 goosh. And eventually they get they call the cops, everything comes in and uh clear everybody out and then as we walk out um then we told them what happened you know what i mean we were like yeah i mean there was a fight and <laughs> it got crazy and the cops and you know there was kingston so they were like oh, okay whatever um but as we walked out we were like oh the kid had punched like the big kid when he got up he had punched holes in every fucking thing he punched like you know those 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 glass doors that they have with the mesh like the metal yeah. mesh and then the schools he had blasted through one of those with this big fucking Whoa. hole and there's blood all over the place, fucking everything. And then, um, yeah, we, me and Tom fucking went back to the party. After. <laughs> 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 and we're like, uh, yo, what happened to that guy? What an asshole. And they were like, yeah, he always does that. And we're like, okay, cool. So we're cool. We're like, oh, yeah, no problem, whatever. We're like, right. so, yeah, we just jammed out the rest of the night. It was like a weird, me and Tommy had this weird, things that would happen all the time because we were always the last ones out like i'm i'm, I'm a quite a bit older than him. well i guess we're back then a little bit but like i think i'm like six or seven years older than him but he was always just like young and dumb and getting into trouble and i was like yeah okay well, let's go and then fuck, <laughs> I, I, I wanted some excitement you know i wasn't going to yeah. bed at fucking you know eight with these guys at the motel so we used to but he used to get me in a lot of fucking trouble which i do oh dude He's the most entertaining person to go out to the bar with. We, <laughs> oh, I, went, yeah. I think, liability, but he's brilliant.